G'day there, jerk-offs. That's right. G'day, proper Australian greeting, because I am back in Australia. I was going to say the motherland, but Australia is definitely not the motherland if you are a white person. No chance. Uh, but yeah, I'm back, man. I'm back in Australia. I got back uh, last Thursday. I flew in, double middle seat on the flight in, 22 hours in the middle seat. That's a pretty grim little scenario if you're a six foot two person as I am, but I made it, got straight in, had a couple of gigs already, been hanging out in Newcastle, Canberra and Sydney and still found some time to get this intro happening so you guys can still get another dose of the Union Jackoff. Uh, today's guest is Ray Badrin, who is another Sydney comedian. I thought, you know, I'm back in Sydney, I may as well get a Sydney guest get someone from Sydney involved. Uh, Ray is one of those dudes. When I started doing comedy, he was already kind of emceeing, headlining, and he's done pretty much everything you can do in Australian comedy, really. He's like right at the top. He's written for a bunch of stuff. He's had his own show on Comedy Central. Uh, he's like just always at the comedy store in Sydney. He's just like part of the furniture there to the point where he plays Santa at the Christmas shows. Uh, he's not too many years older than me, but yeah, he's just always been one of those guys, man. But he moved across to London probably a year before I went and uh, I was excited to kind of have a chat to him, just bend his ear, see if he was planning on staying. You know, like a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, Canada, Australia, South Africa, those places with smaller comedy scenes, they go to the UK as very much a kind of professional uh, thing. Like they're like, you know, I want to further my career, so... The best way to do that is to go to the UK. Um, whereas with Ray, like, you know, he was doing very well here, but he still went. So I was curious to see whether it was like more of his personal life rather than his professional life. I know he's got a wife. Uh, maybe that was the factor, you know, I just wanted to figure that out. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to him uh, about that. Um, I think it's, uh, I think he's always, he's always one of those guys that, pays more attention to things than most people. You know, those people who just kind of, the, the kind of the kind of people who find money on the ground. They're just like, they're taking it in. Like those people that are always like, oh, that's $2 over there. And you would never even have noticed he's one of those dudes. But yeah, man, it's, it's, um, it's weird. It's weird being home. Like, and it's funny, like, you know, I thought maybe like the accents thing or like just the kind of nature would be the stuff that was a bit confronting when I came home. But, you know, the accents, I mean, I find them adorable in a way that I didn't really before, but that's cool. That makes me feel comfortable. Uh, the nature and stuff I've just actually found really nice. Like, you know, you just kind of breathe in the air and you're not breathing in all this other shit. It's just air, which is kind of like a nice little change from London where people wear those like face masks and stuff when they cycle. So like yeah, it's like just there's there's a lot of there's a lot of air to breathe in because there's not many people here, and that's that's the thing that's really kind of, I guess like creeped me out. I don't know when I walk around, there's just not enough people. <laughs> I just kind of look in front of me and I look behind me, and there's just open streets and like I'm not walking around. I'm not walking around during peak hour. Like don't get the wrong idea. Like this is probably like later at night than a lot of people are out. Or, you know, potentially like the middle of the day where like people are at work or whatever. But it's just, even driving, it's just like a bit strange to, you know, the traffic kind of flows through. 
there's not a lot of other cars on the road and just like just not enough people i mean there's there's plenty of people like if you don't know sydney's population is five to six million it's definitely spread out but you know the cbd must have at least three but you're just kind of coming from shoreditch in london you're just like there should be more people here why is no one brushing past me why am i not brushing past anybody why can't i hear any people yelling in the street it kind of seems like they're playing a prank on me that's how that's how it's going down in my head at the moment I'm like, there are all these people here, but they've like kind of ducked inside because something terrible is about to happen. Or like, they're just kind of pranking me. Like they're all around and they're just kind of hiding, waiting for me to trip or something. It's a bit weird. I don't know. It might just be the jet lag. might just be the lack of sleep that is making me think like that. But yeah, definitely. I just kind of, I just keep expecting there to be more people and I keep getting slightly concerned when there isn't. I'm worried. I'm worried about it. But don't get me wrong. It's nice. Like not having to brush past people, not having to dodge people, not have anyone just bump into you. That's one of the things in London, just people just bump into you and it's no issue. Like, it's no issue at all. But, you know, I'm back. I'm back and enjoying it. The food is so much better. I really thought I was maybe building it up in my head, but not just the food just kind of has that flavor it's great. And the other, the one thing is like the water, man. I don't know how people go with like tap water. I know some places tap water is dangerous. I know other places like you probably wouldn't really think about it or maybe just don't drink a lot of water. But honestly, if you've never been to Sydney or if you have been to Sydney, just think back to the Sydney tap water. It is the best. It just tastes fresh. I don't know what it is. I know there's some fluoride in there. Maybe it's, you know, a factor. But just for me, coming home, drinking tap water, I've just been, I've been going hard, going hard on the water, going hard on the hydration just because it feels great, it tastes great and it definitely, that's the one thing when I'm like, I'm home. More so than seeing my family, more so than seeing my dog. I just, that tap water, man, something about it, something about it, it's like you are back in Sydney, man. Check out this beautiful, clean water, none of that weird cloudy hard water stuff like in london when i first got there man that freaked me out because like I, I don't know if you if you haven't lived there like in some suburbs and i think shortage is one of them you're supposed to like kind of run the water for a little bit before you fill up your water because there's like stuff that has to clear through the pipes because the pipes in london are older than the country of australia at least the country of australia that i'm aware of you know but yeah in sydney it's all like fresh plumbing plenty of water plenty of clean water and it's great it just feels good. Anyway, I don't want to make this uh, intro too long just because I want to get to the episode. I'm tired. But though, I do just want to talk about one thing that we covered in the last episode with Lisa. We we're talking about, we we're trying to figure out really why uh, rugby wasn't popular in India, whereas cricket was, you know, like as, a, as a Commonwealth country, like rugby in India are kind of the package deal. And we were like, well, India doesn't play rugby. What's with that? And uh, a friend of mine got in touch. He was listening. He was like, mate, what are you talking about? India plays rugby. India's played rugby for ages, as you'd expect. And I looked it up and it was bang on. Uh, apparently, the first match in India happened in 1871. Yeah, that's how long ago India was playing rugby. And they're still playing now. They're playing competitively. They're not one of the top teams in the world. They're not in the top tier league they're not in the world cup but they are attempting to qualify 
in 2007. They got pretty close. Uh, you know, so they're, they're trying to get up there. They play rugby, just probably not as well as they play cricket, which would be kind of difficult considering they're the best cricket team around, really, you'd have to say. Um, it's definitely like the most popular sport there. So even if their first team isn't necessarily on top of the rankings, you know, their second and third teams will be stronger than any second and third teams out of the, any of the other countries in the world. You look at the Indian Premier League, the T20 there, like most of the best players are Indian. They have the imports to give it a bit of an international flavor, but the bones of all those teams are Indian players who'd slip into most of the other teams around the world. And that got me thinking, why did they get around cricket so much? And my mate had the answer right there for me. Apparently, Gilly Danda is an amateur sport that used to be played in India. That's Gilly Danda, G-I-L-L-I-D-A-N-D-A. Uh, that was an amateur sport that's always been popular in India uh, with origins over two and a half thousand years ago. So it's been going around a while and that bears a fair similarity to cricket. So when the British people were like, hey, we've got this game cricket, you guys probably going to enjoy it. Uh, Indian people were like, well, fuck yeah. We've actually been nailing a sport just like this for ages. So there you go. Just complete oversight from me. And Lisa, I want to throw Lisa under the bus as well. Uh, but that's the answer. India has played rugby for a very long time. They're not quite as good at it as some other nations, but they still play. And the reason they are so good at cricket is because it was similar to something they already played. So, yeah, that's probably why they got around it. There you go. Mystery bloody solved. Anyway, let's get this chat going. Ray Badrin, a man who, when I came to London, started telling me how good the food delivery service was. That was the first thing out of his mouth. So now I'm chatting to him about it. Ray Badrin, funny, funny man. Here we go. Enjoy. Profiteroles. Profiteroles are different to profiteries. They're not, nothing's called profiterie. That's a fake word. Maybe. <laughs> See, the thing, the thing is, like, we've, we had your fantastic juice story, mm. and then we've, we've started recording after the juice story. You said it wasn't recording. But now it's story. happened. Now we've started. Well, from now? Yeah. From this point on? No, like about 17 seconds ago. Before profiteries. Just, just at profiteries. That's when, that's when everybody's <laughs> like, All right. let's hear two Australian people discuss Dutch I pancakes. I think profiteries is a word. I mean, I I don't. I'm not going to say. I'm going to look it up online not. now. Look it up online. This is this is turning like a Joe Rogan podcast well, where it's like, bring that up, get that on the screen. Profiteries. I, I don't listen to podcasts, so I don't know. No, and I don't not listen to podcasts in a in a sense of Oof. like, oh, I won't listen to podcasts. But a lot I'm, of people are ready to jump down your throat there for trying to be alternative. I'm not alternative. I say I'm, I'm prefacing that it's not an alternative <laughs> way. It's in a fucking. Uh, old person way, I suppose. I'd like to listen to podcasts. There's too many out there now, so I don't know. I, like, I get recommended ones every now and then. I listen to that, and I quite like them. But, but not not on the regular. You're not going out there foraging, finding your nah, own podcast. I wouldn't know how to. Um, so profiteries. Well, see, they're like the the Dutch one. It's got a J in it. It's like prop. But that's just Dutch. You just Poffer de Jez. No, it's Poffer de Jez or whatever. I'm sure I'm not saying that right, but it's a fucking different word. Oh, Poff, 
Yeah, shit, you're absolutely right. I it's was not, absolutely right. It's pathetic. My, like most things in life, I am correct about it, but I undersell it and then it comes across <laughs> as incorrect. Because the, the, the Ray Badrin technique, being right, but seeming wrong. I owned one of these wrong. fucking pancakes. Yeah, I know. You, you bought yourself a little Dutch pancake maker? Yeah. From Kmart? Yeah. What, what, about, what, about, what about here? Are you making any frivolous purchases here? I think the kitchens uh, are too small. A lot to, of frivolous really... purchases. I, but I, told, I got you on... Um, I know I got you on the... I recommended you. Got recommended you as a user to Ocado. Groceries delivered. Everyone's going to think this is like a podcast commercial that we're doing. But yes, Without, you recommended oh, me to Ocado. Yeah, but you've seen my stand-up. A lot of it is fucking <laughs> product placement, I suppose. <laughs> you can really um, sell out pretty easily, I think. I mean, I've sold out without without even anyone giving me the money. I'm <laughs> doing so many ads. Fucking Subway sandwiches. All of the cuts are getting money from me. Um, you do name drop them as well. You do like do the brand name. Like, you don't just say well, it's like... It's a Seinfeld thing, you know? Like It's a Larry David thing. Like He does like, bits on chocolate bars and stuff like that. And like I quite like it. Yeah, you know, I mean that's a, true. You, you want to get specific with the brand. I think that's part of it because you're not you're not talking. Yeah, because you're talking about Subway sandwiches in relation to Imperial measurements, and it's like it's got to be Subway. Yeah, like you're not learning it any other way. No, I'd like to just yeah. I want to um. Well, it's also you just want to fucking do it as if you're having a chat with a mate. And so if you're having a chat with a mate, you can't be like, mate, I went to a restaurant the other day, redacted. <laughs> for, uh, I don't want to promote them, you know. Like, I don't, you know, so you don't. Uh, do you know? Like, I think if you ever release something, you got to get clearance on that. I think you got to. I like, think so. Yeah, there's copyright reasons. Oh, maybe not. I, I'm sure. I don't know the law, but I'm sure if it's not slander, there's some ways. There's fucking. No, like, there's millions of stand-ups I've heard like them doing shit. No, no, no sorry. Actually, I do know this because I just I just went through this and like it's you don't have to like ask Subway but you have to give it to a lawyer and they have to be like, I think Subway will be cool with it. They have to kind of think about what Subway would think. I think it depends where it's for too. Like I think... I think, what, the ABC? Well, the ABC, you can't have any brands on there. You can't... I mean, they, it might be different in a stand-up sense, of course, but like when you do radio and stuff, you can't... You can't, can't even mention a brand. No, and I've fucked up so many times. <laughs> all the time. I start talking about McDonald's and shit. And well, I mean, like, that's you your thing. You talk about brands. Like, well, well, yeah, I'm not so much my thing I talk about brands, but... I don't, I don't want to make it a thing, but yes, I do. I do talk about brands a bit. Mention it. I mean, but it's good though. I think like your yours is a good voice to mention a brand, you know, because like it's it's a it's a relatable talking to your mate voice. So it doesn't sound like if I if I was to make, if I was to say <sighs> I like that you said my voice is relatable. Yeah, it's yeah. good. I like your voice. It's very comforting. Oh, that's very kind of you. It's funny. No, like if I if I say Subway sandwiches, everyone's like someone paid him to say that because it's just kind of said as like the full thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're always like, yeah, Subway sandwiches. Like no one gives a shit. Subway sandwiches, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel like I've promoted them too much now. So let's take them down a notch and remember that they're fucking run by a big fat pedophile. <laughs> Sorry. Man, go on. He, he just lost weight, man. He's not the CEO. He lost weight. Oh, it was a skinny pedophile. Yeah, he yeah. was a fat pedophile. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if he was a pedophile when he, he was, was fat. He was a pedophile. I don't know when he, if, when he was fat. I don't know when the pedophilia came in. Oh, it definitely would have been when he was fat. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying like, all oh, pedophiles yeah. start at oh, a yeah. fat thing. I mean... Well, I don't want to get into this too yeah, look, much. It's, it's <clears throat> I think we should just get back to talking about the delicious sandwiches at well, Subway. What does cause pedophilia? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> obviously, an unnatural sexual upbringing of some sort. And well, you know, it's rife in the, the, the church church system where they're not allowed to have sex, and they're not ri- they're not necessarily fat. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't I haven't go. Seen a fat priest? In fairness, I've never seen a fat priest. Have you? Nah, that's or hard. a fat nun. Never seen a fat nun. Nah, they're just too. They're in wafer biscuits, mate. How are they going to put on wafer that? 
wafer, little wafers. <laughs> cut down at the wall. I'd cut down at the bloody, the blood of Christ. Yeah, just on the wafers. You got to get can't, those wafers up. Can't, get can't a put thicker, a weight in the body of Christ. Get mate. a thicker wafer. Fucking Jesus I, was in shape. Can I get the body of Christ with like a like a flake or something? Just something in there a to flake. beef it up a bit. A flake, but it's a savory with a sweet. You'd want cheese on a wafer like that, you know? Like dip. Yeah, Can dip, you imagine? dip, but not a flake. Yeah, a flake. Look, a flake was a horrible option. Yeah, that's, it was a <laughs> fucking insane option. Like, I'm trying to work it out. You're just placing a chocolate bar on top of a wafer biscuit. And yeah. I mean, a flake is my go-to as an add-on. Like, because it's oh, like, would you like ice to add cream, a... Yeah, totally. For like ice cream, throw it on the top. Cake, yeah, th- sprinkle it out there. Yeah. Flakes are fucking absurd chocolate when you think about it, though. Like, they've got a regular chocolate and just shaved it and put it into a bar. But they've also it, erated the middle. It's not just the shaving. They've, like, hollowed it out. It's hard to eat. Chocolate bar names are quite interesting, too. I don't know enough about it, but there would be, have to be some sort of psychology around it. Since one word seems to be the go-to. One like, syllable, too. Flake. Well, Snickers. You oh, know, you've right, got two, okay. but like you, it's one word, yeah. and they, I, I don't know what Dude, it is I think exactly. The syllable thing, I'm onto something here. But they conjure, they conjure a feeling of like fun, like out there, um, but, but that without without really necessarily doing it. I don't know how they do it. So boost and Mars sort of both conjure the same feeling somehow, but, but I, they're two different words. But flake is almost the opposite of that because like a flake has negative connotations. You well, know, it's not just, something, you're a flake, like flake bad is, fish um, is a flake. Like, well, you flake's know. just literally describing what it is, flakes of chocolate. Flakes of chocolate, but, but you're right. But, but say Mars and Snickers boost like picnic. Picnic's Australian, but like... Picnic's good though. That's a good name. I read that. It didn't, didn't take off globally. And Did they try to launch it? They well, tried I don't to know if Picnic is over here. I don't think it is. I've never, I've never seen a Picnic in the UK. No. Not one. But I've, they don't know what Moro bars are here either. Moro bars. Yeah, well, most of the fucking world don't. It's just... But they don't have favourites here. I thought favourites was like a global thing. They do thing. have favourites. They have favourites? celebrations. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> fucking got to try right material in fucking Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah, that is, there is no one better than you to have on this show about stuff like this. Just chocolate. like, no, like where, cer- where certain brands appear, what oh, the slight yeah, variation yeah, in yeah, names yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the your, chocolate's like, different specialty. over here, you know that? What do you mean? The chocolate's different here. Like, to, So Did you get a Mars bar in Australia, Mars bar here, and it's different. And it's because the uh, chocolate has, like obviously with a higher temperature in Australia, there has to be put something in the, the chocolate to make it uh, have like less of a melting point. Get the fuck out of here. No, it does, yeah. So I remember when I was at uni learning about like when chocolate melts. <laughs> you know, well, you know when you're in Australia, I say, okay, here's the No, te- no, no, just because you're like, when I was at uni and I was learning about when chocolate melts and I'm like, that is a specific fucking course. <laughs> well, learning something in chemistry. It, was, it must have been in chemistry, right? But it was about how when chocolate melts, and I think this might only apply to Australia because of the melting point thing, or maybe it applies everywhere. Mm. But you notice in Australia, you get a chocolate, right? It melts in your car, you take it inside, you put it in the freezer and you eat it again, it tastes different than how it would have, right? Even though it's sort of restored back to its form. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so when it melts, it releases, it loses like a chemical element that that, that, that was required for the, that, well, not required, but was in it before. Yeah. And that's evaporated. Yeah, that's it's not there anymore. And, then, and, and so it tastes different. And I think the melting point is 
lower or some shit here. I don't know. The chocolate's different here. It's a bit. It's a bit more richer. I don't know what it is exactly how you describe it. But and this is a known fact too. It's not me just saying. It's it. Not just you. Just no, like no. sitting sitting at home during the day. Well, what, that's how it started. Eating, eating I was chocolate. like, I fucking swear this Mars bar tastes better than a Mars bar at home. No, Turkish Delight was the one that got me. Turkish Delight, I was like, this tastes better than a fucking Turkish Delight back in Australia for some reason. You can and get a Turkish Delight here. See, I didn't realise Cherry Ripes were Australian. Are they Australian? Yeah, I was just watching the AFL Grand Final and someone like whipped out the Cherry Ripes being like, hey guys, little slicer back home. And I was like, I did not realise. Yeah, no, no. We, we were the ones that put cherry inside chocolate. Well, it's weird like that. It's like when... when 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 they like cherry ripes Australian and, and you feel like cherry inside chocolate is the least Australian thing there is, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then it's more like it's a European thing for sure, Italian thing or some shit. You know, no, like Eastern Europe even. Or, like that's the thing. I'm thinking like Romania. Oh, I'd like, say more yeah. Italian, like cherries and chocolate, chocolate. You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> that's French. That's anyway, French, yeah. you know that kind of Europe. That kind of Europe. But um. But, you know, they, they always do this shit in Australia, though. Like the McDonald's with the McCall's burger and fucking put beetroot on it. It's yeah, like, that was a sweet move. Oh, I try fucking convince us all we've been eating beetroot. I, don't, I eat every food. I don't, I don't mind beetroot, but there's no way fucking you're going to associate beetroot with being Australian. I would guarantee most Australians hate fucking beetroot. That Most of them would go, no beetroot on my hamburger, please. Most of them would. Can I get a McCoy's without the beetroot? Well, not the fucking McCoy's because that's <laughs> what makes it a McCoy's. No, but, I, but like in a regular burger place, like a fish and chips takeaway shop, they would say opt... Yeah, you'd be or, like, no, I, I used to do that when I was a kid. No beetroot, please. Exactly. So I think, I think of anything, the McCoy's should be a beetroot-less burger. You know, like <laughs> it, should be, it should be like an American burger with beetroot, but we've taken off the beetroot for Australia. That's, and the other thing that's fucked, lamb being our national dish, yeah. when they made that up, fuck off. Like, you know, like, well, yeah, we all eat lamb, but not, not more than anyone else. In fact, less than most other countries, probably. Less than New Zealand, less than over here, you'd say. Way less than Greece. Yeah. Greece does a lot of lamb. So, oh, and it happens here too, like, you know. But have you noticed the sausages here are all pork? There's no beef sausages. There are beef which, sausages, but, the, my, but pork is the standard. The standard, I have, and, I have. and they're worse. I think they are oh, objectively worse over here. I would, I would almost 100% disagree with you. Mate, I mean, just, almost a hundred percent. But I, so it depends where you're getting sausages from. But they take. I'm talking. Pro- I'm talking your shitty supermarket I, I mean, sausage. I don't mean to sound uh, too pompous, but would not eat them anywhere, uh, just because sausages are a dirty meat anyway. However, what they do have over here is they take a lot of uh, pride in their sausage making. Like they are. That's that's what confuses me about they, why their bottom good. range is so much lower because than our their bottom, bottom range. I tell you why, and I reckon it's. A lot of things. One, bigger population and bigger spread of people. So, like, bigger, like, socioeconomic spread of people. That's why you've got shops that cater to, like, the the, the low, very low end. And then you've got... Like, like best, Iceland. We're the, talking Iceland. Yeah. And then you've got the best shit in the world also and that you're yeah. available. You know, the standard is much lower as a standard. However, you can experience... Oh, <laughs> you can experience uh, higher... Higher, higher highs, lower lows. But I do, I, I, so, so I think you're almost there with the sausages. I mean, I think we agree to disagree here. Like, I, maybe the lower end ones are shitter and Australians ones, but the you higher go to far, end is... farmers markets. You go to some fucking shortage. Well, you go to a butcher thing around here. Go to some, yeah. Some, and look, I'd agree with you with that. But like, all right, so what do you reckon? You've been what? You've been here. Let, let's let's give the little quick, the quick little setup. Give some people some context, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ray Badrin. Fellow Sydney comedian, finally, I came, I came. Um, I came over last year. 
last year. About well, a I year came over last May. year, but I wasn't here for most of last year. So then I've been here permanently since February this year. But I was back and forth last year. I yeah. probably spent about. I really only probably spent about three months here last year. With oh enough. right, okay. So you you kind of got a little jump on me, but like pretty much the same amount of time. Uh yeah, it's, uh, roughly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then so you're another another comedian coming over here doing the comedy mm-hmm. thing. So now let's get straight back into the spread of the supermarket. I like the supermarket spread. Oh, well, in in Australia, talk. what's your hierarchy of supermarkets? Oh, well, I mean, sorry, if you're going to go ones that everyone knows, it's got to be probably what's the top, Harris Farm, would you say? Harris is Farm? I, I would definitely say Harris Farm is number one. Um, Harris Farm, Bondi Junction. Been, I mean, <laughs> I've heard there's one at carriageways it's very good or whatever in like uh, Glebe or some shit or somewhere uh, yeah Glebe Westfield's got one at the bottom yeah oh, oh Glebe Broadway it's called Broadway, Broadway. Yeah. Broadway. Oh, somewhere like, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah that one yeah that's good I mean would you go Coles above Woolworths no Woolworths above Coles every I, day of the week you are wrong from the bottom of my heart Mate, what do you got what, what, what's Coles' slogan Coles' slogan down down prices are down okay down down prices are down Yes, good value for money at, at Coles. What's Woolworth's slogan? The fresh food people. Oh, so we can see who's focused on, on the mantra is focused on quality and the other one's focused on uh, financial profits. And it's all good, but... I mean, but I, I think Woolworth's is just... Whenever I walk into a Woolworth's, the food looks sadder than the food at Coles. I don't know if it's just like the mm. displayed worse or something, but like it's... I don't know. I, I was I was next to both. I had like an option. I would never go to the Woolworths. I, I'd ever. have to say it's a color scheme thing because they are set up almost identical. I disagree. I think they, they are. It's Sainsbury's, Tesco's. So okay, would you think over here then Sainsbury's better or Tesco's better? Sainsbury's absolutely better. It's same here, but Sainsbury's is Woolworths and Tesco's is Coles. You were, you are wrong. You're you getting think tricked. Tesco's is Coles. You got tricked back. I'm home sure there. they'd you be fucking. I'm sure if we looked it up, they'd be owned by the same company. So like Coles would be owned by. What, the global company? Yeah. You reckon? I think so. The colour scheme's the same. The blue and white and yellow, you know? And the, the, the Woolworths colour scheme is green. Green with blue. yellow. No, but Tesco's is blue and red and white. And Sainsbury's got it yellow and... They like got orange, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the fonts are similar with Sainsbury's yeah. and Coles, I reckon. What about Waitrose? Uh, what about... Oh, wait, uh, not Waitrose, fuck. You know what they... They call Woolworth in New Zealand Countdown. Like there's no. They call I mean, it countdown. Yeah. I don't want to shop at countdown. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, Woolworth doesn't make sense either. But I'm, I think it must come from like some sort of trading, like sure. you know, wool trading name or some shit like that. That'd be but, like some farmers like. Yeah, that's what I mean. It. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but it sounds like a name. Countdown has no. Just I can't think of a possible reason how how it makes sense. I mean, countdown is an ob- objectively bad name for a supermarket. What are you counting down to? Just like for the food to go stale, like it's countdown. It's like, like yeah. what? What is it? Like with the, the last product left on the shelf, countdown. Like it doesn't make sense. Oh my what have we got? Gosh, Woolworth own, Woolworth own uh, both Sainsbury's and Tesco. Yeah, exactly. Which is why neither of them are good. And here we are. They've pitted us against each other. They've pitted them against each other for us to fight. Over. <laughs> and it's a win, lose, lose. If I go to one to fuck over the other, Woolworths still, still wins. Win. You're still shopping at Woolies. Ooh, but that's the thing. Like disgusting. Coles, I, I, that's why. I mean, I think supermarkets are worse here. But I also live in an area with bad supermarkets because they, like they are worse here. But that's because it's a good thing and a bad thing. Mm. Like 
It's when globalization. I mean, I don't know too much about this shit, but like <laughs> when a when an area gets so big that it goes back in on itself. So like it implodes. Uh, not implodes. Oh yeah, not implodes, but the areas become their own area. Like the suburbs become their own areas, sort of thing. So like London, say, gets so big that each borough becomes its own little microcosm. Yeah. And then can have markets and can have like local corner shops and shit like that. Whereas yeah. Australia, it's so big and spread that you've got these big Woolworths. You've got that. You don't really have markets. You don't really have corner stops anymore. You might in a certain area, but you don't. For general reason, general, generally, but, but you would don't. you would you buy like groceries at a corner store here? Just like one of those. Not a corner store, but the farmers um, markets. Farmers I mean, the farmers markets. markets a thousand percent, yes. I think that's like trickery. No, I, I mean I like them. Don't get me no. wrong, but like I just think the farmers markets here are just like no, no, no. Like we're England, you know, like farms and yeah. yeah but look that's at what's, us. We're, that's we're what's like. I mean, I think the supermarket quality is so low here because there is fresh produce at farm markets and stuff like that. You know, like fruit and veg, for example. It's like, uh. but this is the thing. I was I was talking to a Canadian dude, and he reckons the produce here is better than in Canada. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing in Canada? Yeah. They got space like us. How could it possibly? I mean, he's got to be wrong, and it's got to be from the area he's from. Like, I Dude, mean, England, 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 England is notoriously known for the worst produce in the world. The worst. Good. Food in yeah. The world. All right. Yeah. This this is reassuring. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's I thought not, it'd be like here not... and America would be bad because America's no. all the pesticides and shit. But at least no. they're you know their veggies would be fucking huge. Like, there's remember, no way. I can't remember the which character it was, but in the movie Snatch, when he's like coming over to. He's like, I'm going to London. And he's like, where? And he's like, London. And he's like, where? And he's like, you know, bad food, worst fucking weather, London. Yeah. Uh, so, fish, chips, cup of tea, bad food, worst weather, Mary fucking Poppins, London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's fucking notoriously known for bad food. Yeah. Bill Hick, when Bill Hicks does his um, that spot on Hey Hey It's Saturday, have you seen it? It's on, they're all online. I've not seen Hicks on Hey Hey It's Saturday. They're all online. It's pretty funny. And and, and he's he'd been gigging here for ages and he starts by saying... Um, Oh, it's good to be here in Australia. The food here tastes different than it did in London. It's got it's got something different about it. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, flavor. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely the the like the. I don't think the the food is. I've gotten used to it a little bit, but the produce is just the food has got so much better. I came here eleven years ago, and the food was fucking horrendous. Like so bad. <laughs> Ten years ago, maybe. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, years, yeah, yeah. It was it was when I was like eighteen, nineteen, and it was so fucking bad. And now it's improved significantly. Well, the world's globalized, and yeah, it has got a lot better significantly, uh, significantly better all around. But it's still, it's still not as it's still. You know, you become not used to it, and then you go back home or you go to New Zealand. Like fruit and vegetables, just not as nowhere near as luscious and juicy. But they're harder to get as well. Like yeah. if you notice that, like even eating out, it's like to get vegetables, you got to kind of order vegetables. You're never going to oh, sneak yeah, it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. Australia, it's like you order something, and there's just some veggies there, or like a salad. Here, it's like you got to specifically be like, no, can I actually get? Yeah, we're a lucky. piece of broccoli. Is that all right? Yeah, like even the Sunday roast thing. Like they're like, yeah, heaps of vegetables, and it's just three massive potatoes. Yeah, like that's that's it's their not equivalent. Even like veg- yeah, it's just like no, nah, man. We got these chips. We didn't cut them up for you. Here's yeah, some fucking yeah, huge yeah. potatoes. I fucking do love a Sunday roast, though. Oh, it's great. I love everything about it. I love the time of day. I love <laughs> the- when when do you go? When's your Sunday roast time? Well, ideally, I'd say it's a cold, like starting at good Sunday roast weather now. Cold, yeah, we had one last Sunday. We got in early. Cold, cold Sunday, hungover, shitty weather outside. Go to a good pub, few mates, bottle of red wine. About two, three in the afternoon. Exactly. And then like that's your one, maybe a small breakfast, and that's your lunch and dinner. 
booze on, get home by about six, seven, and just like sort of fall asleep, like nice like that. Like, yeah. They do it well. They do that kind of day well here. Like, that's what I think well, London they do, is set they, up for. They do going out well. They do shit like that well because they have to because <laughs> fucking what else the fuck are you going to do? You know, they have to. Like, that's why they go to football and shit and they yeah. fucking go out. Any city without... without um. Non-coastal cities are much better for theatre anyway, like New York, Melbourne, here. They're much better attended. People go out because they have to. But have you noticed like the sports here? I've noticed they do it earlier. So you can go to the sport at like 3 p.m. and be done by 5, I, have a couple more drinks, then you can go see a play or a movie. I, like I you think, can double I think, up I on the day. I think the sports times are done due to tradition. I think, And I think they change slightly maybe to help us sell it globally. But... I, for example, I, I can't for the life of me figure out why they don't have a Friday night game when Friday night sport is very big in Australia. And it's just because traditionally people played sport Saturday morning, Sundays, you know, that's when they played and they've sort of stuck to that a bit. They've pushed it back. Do they do a Monday night? I think they do. They do now. Yeah, it's all changed now, but I think I think it's stuck pretty close to tradition for a long time. But I, I like that though. I'm kind of like Friday night, hey, you don't need sports tonight. I know, Australia's I know, like, I know. Mate, we'll fucking give you sport whenever you want sport. I, well, I know. I like it too, but it was just, I just thought first Friday nights I was here and I had off and I was like, fuck, there must be some like, Premier League or nothing. something like that and there's no sport yeah I mean sometimes there is a Friday night game now but yeah it was it wasn't, it wasn't but I kind of I kind of dig that because it's like what so you got the regular Premier League on the Saturday Sunday maybe a Monday yeah. and you got Champions League International Tuesday Wednesday yeah then your Thursday Friday it's like nah man do something else like we're, oh, we're taking got, you, this you, you we're can, taking this can, away from you oh you can keep going you got UEFA Cup you got fucking <laughs> Championship you got, I'm in the cha- I'm into the championship this season as well. So. That's rung below Premier League yeah, Championship. So have you got a season game. ticket? Have you committed? Well, I'm a, my one of my um, best friends who came to Australia about 12 years ago, stayed with me for a while. Then I came back over here, stayed with him, and we went to the World Cup in Germany. We did all this cool shit. Then, uh, so he's a Middlesbrough supporter. And when he was in Australia, he was a big Middlesbrough supporter, and I I became a fan of Middlesbrough. And they had a lot of Australians playing for him. They had um, Mark Schwarzer, and they had Mark <laughs> Faduka. All the marks, and all the good Australian marks. Brad Jones, I think they both keeper, like their first keeper and their second keeper, were both Australian. And they had a few other Australians, and they were a good team too. I think they won some cup. They did. So yeah, Middlesbrough is my championship team. Do you have a team? I don't have a. I don't. I got kind of Arsenal in the Premier League, but Championship, not really. I still mm-hmm. a bit. I don't. I don't feel the thing. You know, like when you really support a team, and like it's like it's close. Like if they yeah, win, yeah, that's because you're kind of going for art. You got to pick one next season. What I recommend is pick one based on some stupid reason and just go for that, and not a top four team. And then like last season, I went for. I mean, it kind of depends on the team as well. If they get, maybe I just had a lot. But last season, I went, I got sometimes go for wherever an Australian plays. And Aaron Moy played for Huddlesfield. Huddersfield, yeah, yeah. The and what are they called? They got some weird nickname, don't they? The Huddersfield. Oh, I'm not uh, even sure that's how much of a supporter. <laughs> but then, um, you got to really support the team. I don't know what they're called. They had but such yeah. a good season last. Uh, they had such a good season. Are they bottom of the table now? Yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Are you off? Are you off nah. the bandwagon? Yeah, now? but I was, it was only a one season thing for me. I said you can't have a fling with a team. You've I got think to it's get more. Knee I think deep. it's more. It's like uh, I sort of look at it as like. Um, Politics, almost. I'm a swinging voter. I can, I can, you know, I'll choose the best where, I, where, where my morals I, I align with. I do not like this at all because people here oh. get angry at you if you go for a team and you don't come from the area. Like, yeah, but I'm we no, don't come from it anyway. Yeah, but that's like I think they. So it's better to have like double down on that realness than to 
Faker. The defect, like, no, I just love Middlesbrough. Yeah, I, I there, love there, there'd be nothing sadder than imagine that if I was like became a Manchester City supporter and like was upset and like, happy <laughs> and like really, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, the nothing re- sadder. The, I think the bottom end of the table is almost more exciting than the top end of the table. It certainly is towards the end because there's more shit happening because the top end of the table, someone's already won it usually, and then or there's only one spot you're deciding over the winner really. But the bottom end, the the bottom three get relegated and it's usually pretty close and it can almost swap like teams at the end. Like, you know, there's yeah, the promo- two games to left and like two teams could cut out and get dropped in. And yeah, but- the, the promotion system is sick. Like I actually really wrote that good, promotion yeah. relegation. Because the other thing is the championship games I've been told are like even harder to get tickets to than the Premier League when it comes to that end of the season yeah, when right, they might yeah. be going up, might be going down. Like, because like Wolverhampton Wolves, like... Because they knew they were going up, and like, yeah, I was, I was looking for like a ticket, a resale. There's not a single fucking resale yeah, right. for a game. Because that, like, every fan is like, no way, this is my day. I'm seeing my team go up. This is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, you, you've you've told me this before. You think the English do sport better than Australia? Which, like, as an I, Australian I thought person, Australians were like sporting sporting nuts, and it was like. And I like sport too. I'm not a, a diehard sports fan, but I like all sports, and I like watch. watch yeah, you're across sports. a lot of games. Used to be a bit of an athlete, but I football. don't. Don't I dislike? Uh, I dislike how diehard the sporting fans are in Australia. I mean, it happens here too, but you kind of give them a pass because it's got history in it, and it's like it's so unusual. You can people watch a bit, like the diehard English football fans. But I mean, it sounds fucking pompous, but. Hearing anyone fucking talk about like AFL like it's fucking death, like life or death, like Eddie McGuire would in Australia, like it's just like. But that's our game. Like that's that's I know, history so in Australia. That's but like, there's people in Ireland doing the same shit about Gaelic football. Yeah, and, and they're hurling fucking weird. and shit. Yeah, it's weird. I like that though. I prefer that. Like I, I like when you know, like hurling. No one is ever going to play hurling apart no. from Ireland. But hurling, hurling's even smaller, so you can't really do hurling. But say like. Hurling would be fine if it was hurling was an Australian thing. It'd be fine, but it's it's almost as if the fans of AFL don't realise that there's a whole other world out there, almost, and that's what's tough about it. And that's it. It's clear, I, and I can go, I can break it all down with, and I, I don't mind AFL. But yeah, it's just if you want to look aesthetically at the sports and break it down, and like just go, there's no fans, nothing. Let's look at the sports aesthetically. What sport would you say is the best then? AFL. The highlights of AFL, if we got like random people that had never seen sport and showed them highlights of sport, they would never like it. It'd be like, this is the worst. This is what the goalkeeper does in soccer and football. You know, <laughs> this is like, there are no highlights. So, but don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed AFL games and it's when they're competitive and like there's a lot of people out, good atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. There's but- no, you can take highlights from basketball, you can take highlights from. Uh, football, you can take highlights from hockey, you can take highlights from a lot of sports and show them to a random person that's never seen sport and they would still appreciate the skill in that. I mean, I kind of disagree with that because I've, I've had so many people be like, you're Australian, I like your football thing, I don't understand the rules, but yeah. I like the way the game looks. Well, because it's a novelty, yeah. They get there and it's a novelty, yeah. But like the but- highlights, I think the highlights of AFL are like right up there, but I can understand if you were watching a full game and you're like, I just 
don't but what really understand. What highlight? Like, tell me the a guy, specific example. The guy example. taking the pack mark above the big group. So the guy like, catching you know, the, the ball, jumping up and catching the ball. Yeah, like but like a amongst other people, does. like coming off their back. Like a goalkeeper does it at a corner. Not, at a corner. No, because the goalkeeper is the only one allowed to use his hands. So he just goes above everyone else and holds it. Whereas AFL, yeah, like I get it. 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 Might be harder, but aesthetically, it just doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. Fucking, you can't compare that to someone doing a bicycle kick from fucking. You know, it's like never him. Fucking doing oh, yeah, it. You can't compare it's not a you can't compare it to Jordan dunking the ball. You can't compare it to fucking it's not it's chalk and cheese. I mean, I, I would say that basketball has some of the grimmest oh, I guess the dunks are like good in basketball, but I think the they've got some of the worst cool. highlights. The, sh- the shots in themselves are cool in AFL, like because it's so it's just like buzzer shots, fucking you know, like they're they're all cool. The buzzer beaters in basketball, and yeah. Like, yeah, and like layups and getting around players. Layups and... aren't cool. Layups are like the lamest thing. No, but if, if the build-up, if you get like get around <laughs> a few players and then get it through. Just like, like uh. I mean, this is how, like, yeah, and then they have that international Gaelic football I mean, AFL that, that's, crossover. That's a mess. That's an absolute mess. But that's just, that's just let Irish people who play their little Gaelic football that no one else plays and Australia plays their football that no one else plays, like to just do something with it. Yeah, I suppose. Like the teams just... get a holiday, like because the Irish guys are amateurs. That's the thing. Like I, most I of them suppose. are amateur athletes. That's why I, a lot I, of them start playing AFL because it's the only way they can make money. Better, better, better sport over here. I mean, Australians, Australian sort of sport models more based off the American sport model, I suppose, and we don't have the population to hold it, so it can be worse. So like our sports are mostly national, yeah, not much like Americans, and. But we have 25 million, they have 300 million. Yes, and our sports are pretty weird. <laughs> well, you know, rugby yeah. league, cricket. But cricket I don't understand why our grounds are so big. Our ground, maybe because like, compa- be multi-purpose for like every every sport thing. And, and concerts and everything yeah, as well, turn, I guess. They so. turn into fucking athletics tracks to AFL things to like, yeah, music. Just because you go to like those kind of county grounds for England and like they're great and small and intimate and you're like this is sick and in australia like they just stack them on yeah then the u.s is even crazier when it's like college stadiums have like sixty thousand people and you're like fucking hell well the stadiums <laughs> here are cool i mean i think chelsea's getting the new stadium now but chelsea's stadium was so cool like it's like a proper old school sort of football stadium like four like uh like a square yeah, yeah with yeah. benches and then like yeah Look, I don't know. I don't know the capacity. It must have been like forty, fifty thousand, and fucking full. And but you feel so close. That's the other thing about sport in Australia. It's because so new. Have you been to Wembley for a match? Wembley's all right. Like Wembley. I haven't been to Wembley. No. Wembley's all right, but that's the closest you come to. Like that's an Australian sporting experience. Yes. I mean, apart from you go to a sporting match in Australia, and it's like fucking take the day off work and the day before and the day after just to plan how to get there, <laughs> and then you fucking get there, get there two hours early to figure out where you're sitting, and and make sure you fucking emptied your fucking superannuation and fucking <laughs> everything else you got so you can buy a beer so you and get like, a pie, yeah, and, and a pie. So it's like the shittest food. The, there is absolutely no reason to go to a sports game in Australia because uh, AFL is the only thing that could maybe keep people going and maybe like. State of origin and cricket because so, like, well, the NRL is dying, like, it gets like 15,000 a game. Like, uh, I mean, dying low. low, yeah, but they still had more viewers, I think, than AFL last last world last grand final. I mean, they'd rival AFL and like, really, a, I tele- thought around tele- Australia, tele- television, it. television views. Are yeah. you sure? Like, uh, around 100%, Australia, 100%. NRL is like three states max, AFL's 100%. every state. I've and uh, NFL's also international, too. Yeah, it's like so. It's true, the NRL. Yeah, they played over here, but that's like that's funny. That's like a 
here it's funny how they just have the NRL up north. Yeah. Like London, I don't think it, London even has a team. Like they might. I don't know. And then like down here, it's all union. I don't know. You don't know? No, Mate, you got to, these are the things, you got to get on top of this stuff. Mate, I'm the, like, I like football, that's it. I like football. I watch any other big sporting matches. I don't mind uh, cricket, basketball. Yeah. yeah. Football, football's where it's at for me. And I, I mean, I like, like them all. I like them all. I like. I watch AFL. I watch fucking NRL. I watch that. I watch uh, rugby union. <laughs> watch just listing listing sports. You well, watch like well, that's, I probably, watch sports. that's probably that's Well, Winter Olympics, fucking, they're good. I don't even. I know nothing about them, but that's a good one. And I've got into it the last few years. And a couple of my mates. It might be a stoner thing, but like a couple, of, <laughs> a couple of mates of mine. That's or, what the Winter Olympics are for. Just well, stone people. It's just on at fucking some weird time at night, and they just like. I think in Australia, they because we just it's just such a farce. We've got like three people that are in it anyway, and two of them are Canadian. They got like Roy and HG <laughs> to host the whole thing. It was just funny. It was just great. <laughs> I mean, you're like watching it, and the sports Olympics is like I know Olympics is everyone talks about the Holy Grail of sport, but it's fucking so boring and so fucking. The, that's that's sport for nerds. That's like the sport event that gets the nerds out. You know, like they're like, oh yeah, I don't rate it. It's. It's just too many sports now. Like they've opened it up pretty hard. I actually, I'm actually like, nah, just get the traditional ones in there. Oh, but they're all like, just it's too inhumane. Like they all just, they're definitely all doping. And like, if they're not, they're on like a like a, a on a fine wire where it's like we maybe are, maybe not. Well, like they're you know they're ahead of the curve. They're not blah blah blah. So you're just fucking. It's just weird. It's not even like, yeah. But do you reckon like the doping goes to the team sports as well? It's just like it doesn't affect it as much as the the individual oh, ones in the Olympics. Because I mean, like, yeah, Russia, I agree. Russia. Have you seen the doco? Yeah, know, I watched the doco. Yeah, Icarus yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Icarus. Yeah, it's good, it's yeah. just like, whoa. And then there was like the World Cup this year where it was just fucking, it was a bit bullshit how good they were. And, was, <laughs> and the, I think the dad of like the captain came out and said he had to swap, like, swap the blood for his son or some shit. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. I did not follow that. I did yeah. not. I was just, I think everyone was just excited that Russia did pretty good. But yeah, it was just kind of like, they're going to go out in the group stage. Wait a second. They're, they've gone pretty deep and they almost won yeah. like, against Croatia, wasn't it? No. Croatia? Uh, Is that what it took so. to knock them out? They made yeah, the semi final. Yeah. Jesus. I guess with Russia, like, you just, it's always a bit mysterious. Like, well, Russia and China, are, for me, are both two countries that are so big that I know close to nothing about, you know? Like, yeah, you can't really. That's I think this is the nice thing about it here. It's like such a small place that you kind of feel like you can get a grasp on it quite quickly. Here, yeah, like well, in the UK, a, it's, it's almost like, exactly the same as Australia too. So like, there's that as well. You reckon it's almost exactly the same? It was in like street signs are the same font, and the fucking <laughs> things are the same. The fucking... But no, so you, you've come here, and is that was that a professional thing? Was that a personal thing? What what brought you to London? Because you're you're oh. a beach you're a beach living. Sun, sun-soaked guy in Australia. Sun-soaked all, guy. all the stuff that makes people want to live in Australia, you loved, and then you still left. Because yeah. I couldn't give a shit about a tan. Like I, I don't love, mind. I don't care about a tan. Fucking come on. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I do love the beach, and I think I do want to move back to the beach, and I do want to move back there, and I think that that's the most amazing lifestyle. But it's good for the experience and. Bit something different and stuff like that, and just travel for a bit as well. And like, so uh, this yeah. was, this was a temporary thing. It was never like a, I might live here. This um, might be no. my thing. No, 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 no. I but mean, I'm already it... at a part point now where I am possibly going to sign with an agency that I have to sign a five year v a five year visa. Uh, sorry, 
a five-year contract for, and that has made me have a few existential crises. As crises. Crises. Is that how you say the Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Crises. Yeah. No, it's not. It's absolutely that. Crises is like a lot of them. Crises is, is that one. What? Oh, okay, you're, you're probably correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ray, Ray Badgeron again, probably correct, but just doesn't um, sound correct. No. So yeah, so the, like, the idea of staying here five years is something that's made you be like, holy shit, I don't know about that. Yeah, because... Wait, so the, you'd have to stay in London for the full five years. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't have a fucking ankle bracelet on, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have to, yeah, focus on here but like, and, and stay here and maybe, maybe get a few months back in Australia, I'm not sure. Right, wow. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like... You're, I mean, five years seems like a long time. Like I, I think, because if, if you don't know, from being from Australia and being under 31, you can get a very easy visa to yeah. London for two years, which I think is great, but I think it should be three. I think three is like the ideal length of time to kind of live yeah, in London I, and then I, be like... I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. Uh, three would be probably perfect, but you know, the question is, if you got three, wouldn't you be saying four would be the perfect amount of time? Like, Are you always going to fucking waste a bit of time when you get it? Well, I think you just, you know, the first year is kind of like faffing around and you're figuring it out and there's like two years of like living it and then you get to go back home for a bit and just all the stuff like, you know, Sydney, I mean, I can't speak for anywhere else in Australia because I've only lived in Sydney, but it's a nice lifestyle it's as a fucking place. fantastic. I can't think of a better lifestyle uh, as in balanced lifestyle as in all around. I mean, it's gotten touch more expensive, touch too expensive to make it balanced, but as far as like nature and health and like, work and play like it's all it's all kind of it's quite good like london's just go 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 even the people in this fucking city <laughs> they 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 know it's not permanent you know they're always talking about i've never heard people talk about where they want to retire before till i came here and then now they all do it here because they just it's a transient city i suppose the only people that live here permanently are fucking multi-millionaires yeah multi multi-millionaires heads of company and then like the other thing is like very low like kind of like lower class people as well, like working class people because oh, yeah, yeah. they'd be here the whole time because they're like, my business, I can really only sustain that in London. So it's yeah. kind of weird. It's, it's the middle. It's the middle that keep oh, leaving. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the extremities that start. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah, totally. No, because... And that's your sausage theory there. The that's sausage your sausage theory. <laughs> that's who they're marketing to, the extremities. And you're getting the fucking... You're eating the top sausage. Yeah, I'm yeah, eating the bottom yeah, sausage. Yeah, ah, who knew? I didn't realize I was eating working yeah, class yeah, sausages. Yeah. Just got tears in them, you know? People are like, fuck, it's hard here. This, yeah. is, this is one thing, like, because Sydney, this is weird, because you come to London yeah. and everyone's like, it's so expensive. Don't you find it expensive? Isn't it crazy how expensive it is? Yeah. And if you're from Sydney, you're just like, fuck off. It's the same. Well, when I came here 10 years ago, 11 years, it was fucking expensive. It was like... But was that because un- you weren't earning money in pounds? No, just the exchange rate and everything. It was two and a half times. Well, that, that's what I mean. Like, but now insane. you're earning money in pounds. You're just like, I mean, I mean, it's now the, the same. exchange rate's the same, and it's it's relative. It, it, London's always been known as a notoriously expensive city, and yes, Sydney's more expensive than it now. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say so because it's funny because people are just like, oh man, it must be crazy. And I'm like, I don't think you realize how expensive Sydney is. Cost of living is more expensive in Sydney. Like, uh, as in your rent and your bills and shit like that is more expensive. But then lifestyle is less expensive. Like, I use the beer analogy. I might have even told you this before. The but beer like, analogy? Go well, for it. A beer in Tesco, a beer in the supermarket is like 90p. Tesco owned by Woolworths, don't yeah, forget. 90, 90p from the, the... You maybe even get it cheaper, you know? For 500 mils of beer. Just a bottle of beer. Oh, just so. a bottle, okay. It doesn't, doesn't need to be a specific... 
specific beer. But and then you go to a pub and you buy that same specific beer and you could be paying like seven pounds, eight pounds. And that price difference is bigger than I've ever seen anywhere else in the world ever. Like so for example, if you went out in Australia and you bought that bottle of beer from a supermarket, it'd be like three dollars and you went out and had a beer, it'd be like six dollars. And mm. here it goes from like fucking ninety P to fucking seven pounds, you know, and it's such a big and so it's part of the high. It's part of the high end and the low end only experiencing it, and it's part of the class system, and it's part of all that fucking shit. So to have disposable income in this city, it can go pretty quickly. Your disposable income can go quicker than in Sydney. Yeah, I mean, I've never had to put money aside in either city. So like, yeah, yeah. the idea of someone living here and going out at all, because as you said, like the going out cost is like crazy. Like, and then saving money. I'm like, I don't know how that works. No, I don't understand, but it's just weird. Does it does it make you want to live in a city that isn't expensive? Like, just have you like been to Manchester and just like heard people talk about the rent? Or like you'd go to like Brisbane. Any further up north, I could never go up any further. What what about what about Australia? What about somewhere else in Australia? Like Uh, even Melbourne, even Melbourne's cheaper than Sydney. It's like I mean, look financially, if you take finances out of the way and all that shit, then you may as well. And you're going to do this. You may as well go live in um. Vienna or whatever. I think Vienna was the most livable city in the world. Vienna was number one. Yeah, dropped, Melbourne dropped off to number two because of like crime or some shit and then the <laughs> government were using it about these African gang. Anyway, I don't know. Oh man, um, Australia's <laughs> hilarious. The, the way that like but, Australia worries about crime is hilarious to me because like it just, here they would not even make the news. Like it just wouldn't even be yeah, a thing. Whereas yeah. in Australia it's like we're going to run this for a week yeah, so everyone yeah. knows that there is the possibility of crime. Yeah. In this city, there's just not enough fucking shit happening, I suppose. But um, yeah, I wouldn't live in Melbourne now. If I'm gonna live in Australia, only Sydney. If I, I mean, if I'm gonna live in Australia and take the advantages of Australia, which I see as the beach and the lifestyle and the weather, then you kind of lose a bit of that in Melbourne. I'd, I'd live here before I live in Melbourne. Live here before I live in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. But like, I yeah. do like Melbourne. I do like it, and I'd love to. I'd love to stay there for a prolonged period of time, a few, like a year or something like that, if I got a job there or something. But I wouldn't. I, you know, what's if I'm going to live in Australia, I might as well live on Sydney, know, Sydney on the coast. Just yeah. Where your family's at and stuff. Family down down in Wollongong. Down yeah. in Wollongong. Yeah. What? What? Tell tell us about Wollongong. Would you ever live in Wollongong? I would. As I've gotten older, I've got a bit of a nostalgic. Uh, well, you got your little little childhood, like, oh, that was a nice oh, place. That was nice, but like Wollongong, was comfortable. Wollongong is genuinely a, a really nice city. And like coming over here, like, you know, takes so fucking long. You can be living in the city and it still takes like 45 minutes to get somewhere else in the city or maybe in an hour. In, like, I'm, not, I'm talking like zone two to zone oh, yeah, two. If, if you're going across London, like top to bottom, east to west, not right. not, not far out, just yeah. across. You just yeah, got to yeah. get through the middle and that'll take that'll take 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a theory in London, if you live in zone two, wherever you go, it takes about 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like even if it's close, even if it's far, it's about 45. Yeah. That's a, that's a safe bet. Um. Well, I've got, yeah. So Wollongong's only an hour, hour and a bit from Sydney. I could, you know, that it's only going to get sort of quicker and slower. I suppose maybe driving will get slower as more traffic uh, and cars get on the road, but um, public transport will get quicker. And it's fucking a beautiful city. It's just on the water with unbelievable beaches, and yeah, it's quite cheap. And it's quite quite cheap in the in the Wollongong. Yeah, but like what. I mean, work's the hardest thing. Like, it depends. If I had work, a job that I could, 
Yeah, yeah we got to kind of chase it a bit. If I, do, I, I don't like, I don't like big cities in general. I would love to live. I Wait, love, you don't like big cities. Well, I like the options that big cities give you. Like, like you know, you can eat whatever food you want and stuff like that. But fucking what no. Do you mean, what do you mean eat whatever food you? Any, anywhere these days, pretty much no, you, you can eat whatever food you want. You I've been to country eat. towns in Australia that have like African cuisine, even though there's no Africans. That's insane. You can't go to Bermagui in Australia, which has got one coffee shop, a pub, and one re- restaurant, two restaurants. What are the two restaurants? One of them I Chinese think it's like restaurant, an Italian and a Chinese. Yeah, of course. Yeah, those, yeah. those are your starting you points for any you can restaurant. Go, you can go in Sydney, Melbourne, London, any time of the night. I can open up my phone and get any cuisine in the world delivered to my house. You can't do that in most cities in the world. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you and just you like things being delivered. I think. I think. Well, from I what think, I know of Ray Badger, and he wants I, he wants to be able to sit at home and I, have I, it brought it's to a, him. It's a marvel of the modern world, really, that we can get. I can get. I can get fucking. You know, a hundred years ago, you'd have to go to that actual country to get the cuisine, <laughs> and now I can get it in my house like that. So you don't have to go downstairs; they'll bring yeah. it up. So, do you tip? Uh, I, I don't tip. I do. I mean, in general, with these with the Uber, I always think the tip on the Uber is like I don't know. I don't know the etiquette there. Is it like if they're really good? But how oh, do they the be dro- really Uber good? Uber drivers? No, fuck that for the drivers. <laughs> no, sorry, but I will. I'll give the. I'll give the. Uh, I'll deliver Uber. I will. Um, sometimes why Deliveroo not Uber is there uh, like a Uber difference Uber just feels like a fucking evil company you know they should be fucking tipping them <laughs> not me you know put the Deliveroo are fine is this like some like inner Australian well, patriotism I've, I've got an idea for Deliveroo that they've never fucking they should do this they wouldn't do it because they don't care about the workers but change it to called Tipperoo everyone will be leaving one dollar uh, one pound Tipperoo what, what but he needs to know as a f- for delivery what Tipperoo no Tipper, Deliveroo's still there, but then at the end, it's like, would you like to do a Tipperoo? And you, you'd lie. So you have a little chuckle there, and you go, yeah, I'll fucking have a little Tipperoo. Why not? I'll I'll a Tipperoo for the Deliveroo? Uh, then, yeah. So you, Isn't that and, Australian so sense dip, of humour? A little difference got... like that, a little difference like giving him a Tipperoo <laughs> would, would make a lot more tips. I guarantee it would. I think the natural... the the, the, the Go back to brands and go back to Australia. I don't know how we're going for time, but this We're doing this, great. The... The, um, We're having a good go, chat. I go like back, it. Go back to the beginning. The Natural Confectionery Company. It's true. Natural um, Confectionery Company jellies. I, I remember being at school and learning about, uh, in business studies, learning about, I can't remember what they were called beforehand. It must have been like Sunrise Lollies or some shit like that. And Sunrise or Lollies. Or something like this, right? Yeah. And they changed their name to the Natural Confection Company and became the most popular brand in Australia from just a name change. Yeah, it's, it's genius. It makes you think that it's well, that's healthy. that's what Tipperoo comes from. Tipperoo, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It makes you, what is tipping? Tipping is an act of generosity, kindness, open heart, feeling good, happiness. What does Tipperoo embody? All of that. It's the chocolate bar's name. Tipperoo evokes these emotions and you think, you know what? You have a little laugh. You think, you know what? I'm going to be a good person. Here you go. Give them a little Tipperoo. I mean, yeah. I agree. Like here they do that mandatory service charge and I hate that. That's fucking bullshit. Because like service charge, you're like, fuck you. Isn't that the... Food cost, like I mean, it's diff- service charge. Here though, the like the hospitality people get paid so fucking little that you you kind of like all right. But this like, is the thing: they get paid so little, and everybody says that, and everybody knows that. But in the states, they get paid even less, so everybody tips. Whereas here, it's just like this middle ground where no one's happy. Yeah, yeah like they're yeah. getting paid fuck all. You don't want to tip them because it still costs you know x amount. Yeah, I don't. I think they've really broken the system here. Yeah. I think they've done it poorly. Like I think I think Australia's got a good like they, we just pay the wage good and oh, you leave a little tip and it's fine. Maybe, but Australian, oh, I don't know. Well, you think the service is better here than in Australia? Oh, definitely not. What? Definitely not. Yeah, definitely it's not. Terrible. I'm definitely with you, but like, 
as far as taxes go and tipping and all that shit in Australia, I don't really understand it. And stuff. Well, there's tipping, you you just... Well, you, tipping's almost mandatory at fine dining restaurants in Australia, say, for example, or like not fine dining maybe, but like no, yeah, know, fine dining. Fine dining, you yeah. would, yeah. You'd expect so it to. So it's like, it's fucking stupid, like, you know, and now we're paying, you're paying extra, like, on a, what to the people that need it the least. Because the you fine know? dining waiters, yeah, and so it's it's some um, it's somehow worked against them. You know what I mean? Like the the system somehow made the rich richer and the poor poor poorer. Yeah, well, the t- the tipping thing in Australia is just like yep. no one really knows, but there's just like a strong social convention one way, and as you said, your way, it's like it's it's not for the people who actually need it. Well, maybe maybe that's not. it. Maybe maybe that's even it. Like nobody really knows. Like the tipping culture, nobody really knows. So everyone's unsure. But in a fine dining restaurant, you feel like I better do the right thing and tip. Yeah, but you're yeah more than happy not to give a fuck but about it, paying the other counts. But it makes no sense because you go into the part fi- of my language. <laughs> no, because it, make, it makes no sense because you go to the fine dining place once. Yeah, like probably like you're never going back. Fuck them. You know what I mean? What are they going to do? Spit in your food retroactively? Whereas the other place, you go there all the time. They're your mate. And you're not tipping them. Yeah. And they resent you for it. Yeah. But then like, it's just kind of awkward though because if you tip at a place where you go regularly, then it's like, well, I got to tip every time. And then you just stop yeah, going to the place and that's even so worse I. for their business. I definitely do that. I've definitely, I've definitely stopped going to several cafes because the owner will start talking to me. Yeah. I'm like, I got to get out of here. <clears throat> well, we had a cafe near me once when I lived in Sydney in Clavelli and it was opened up. It was new, like... It's a small area. So if you, it's quite a small area. Clavelli. Yeah, it's like a... It's, it's a residential, residential. It's like what, one beach? But yeah, like it's like a Clavelli small beach. beach. It's like a bay. But like that's one road pretty much. So it's pretty much like three streets and one long road. But like on this one long road. And it's developed a lot in the seven and a half years that I lived, lived there. Um, but <clears throat> there was a coffee shop that opened up near me. And we knew the guy. He worked in another cafe. And he started up his own cafe there. And he was trying his best. He had good, pretty good quality coffee, some okay food. Sometimes go there, have a coffee, have something to eat. And he was just trying to start the business. So he was really kind to, to myself and my partner and a few of our friends. He'd throw in stuff for free. He'd let me, if I, can, if, I, if I forgot my wallet, just run up a tab and then come back and pay. But then after about a couple of months of going to this place pretty religiously, becoming friends with this guy, almost on the ground floor with him helping him start his business <laughs> and get people into to it in the area. This fucking 10 out of 10 coffee shop just opens up around the corner. Like, so good. Um, Whereas you tried the other one. You, you, well, you had a nibble day, at the day, other one. One day he was shut. That was, I, I was, I, first I had, and I went there and decided to go there and I had a sip of this coffee and it was so good, this coffee. It was just so good. It was life-changing. <laughs> it, it had length, length. Like you had a sip. You worried it warmed, about it warmed the chest for, for about thirty seconds afterwards. It had worried worried about sounding pompous before. They're just like it was a life changing coffee. Oh, like this 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 coffee changed everything for well, me. Well, I meant that in a less pompous way, in the sense <laughs> that maybe my palate wasn't good enough, and I I hadn't anyway. So, so we had to go. To you the had to sun. switch. You had to do affect the switch. But yeah, we'd have to like would. Instead of like it being a three minute walk to get to this other coffee shop, we had to make it like a fifteen minute walk to walk around like back streets and shit. So this guy couldn't. So you see actually him. avoided him. You yeah. put the effort. And then a couple oh. of times he saw us in the other one, and then he shut down not too long afterwards. And then you moved. Well, no, to London. Like, you just got out of there. You're no, like, this, this is too was, awkward. Yeah, I didn't move because of him. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make this, that clear? This happened years ago. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's intense. 
I don't know. Do, do you find the... Do you have any idea where the Australian thing with coffee came from? Uh, I, I, I don't, but I have thought about it a bit more and I think it's due to climate, bit of climate, maybe Italian people and like our European, uh, European influx of Europeans. But certainly a climate thing makes the cafe culture. Well, weirder, weirdly enough, is New Zealand. New Zealand's like one of the... I think Wellington, New Zealand, is maybe the coffee capital of the world or was the coffee capital what? of the world. Really? Yeah, so like they've got... An insane amount of, and Wellington has the highest amount of cafes per person in the world, and the cafes are <laughs> ten out of ten, ten out of ten. It's like they're they're so good, they're right. so good. With Wellington, that'd be cold, right? That'd be. Is New Zealand is New Zealand the same time, climate as here? That's what I picture. I've never been. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Sim, a bit better than here, but yeah, it's not not too different. Yeah. Okay, and just like yeah, just doesn't that confuse you? It's just like we're all over the other side of the world. Where the fucking Antipodes, as the idiots over here say. You well, know, Antipodes, you know, Antipodes are South Africa as well. I thought it was just Australia New Zealand. What? They include South Africa in yeah, the Antipodes? Yeah, did you, yeah. Did you look it up? Did you yeah, know I did. Because I, I did the same thing. Someone like, told me it concludes yeah. South Africa and I said bullshit. And then I was like, yeah. and Because you've never heard that word before you lived here, right? Like Anti- Antipodean, no. Yeah, just like, yeah, the Antipodeans. And yeah. you're like, what? And like, we mean you. And you're like, I don't what? even know what it means. What's a Padean? It, it, mean, it means the opposite side of the world. That's like the literal translation. Oh, Padeans are a, a, so if you is a bit of land, is it or something like I that? I guess Latin. so. Yeah, like, yeah, probably like that. But like, yeah, it just literally means like well, the place on the direct opposite fucking, side of the world. It should be a. Uh... But that's the thing; it doesn't line up. Like I looked it up, and like a bit of Scotland or something gets a bit of New Zealand. Like Australia's not even touched. Like we're not the opposite, and South right. Africa would be miles away. Oh, they call they call Scotland New Zealand. Oh, they call New Zealand Scotland. The Scotland of the South or some shit. Scotland of the South. Yes. Yeah, what? Like yeah. So we're New South Wales, like the state. Well, of- no, Scotland. Scotland's like there's so many similarities though. Like just their their, their uh, landscape and stuff like that. But like even their. So I, I like oysters. Love oysters, right? And I went to. <laughs> Oh, Everything about you is like a fancy guy from like seventy years ago. Like that's oh, your that's your taste. I'm, I'm not fancy, so I hope that doesn't sound. But like, I went to um, so New Zealand are famous for their bluff oysters. They only grow a certain time of year. And bluff oysters, yeah, and, okay. and notoriously known as the best oysters in the world. Right, I put a little link up and on the thing for bluff oysters. The, I want people to know. I mean, people will they sell out every year? They only harvest for a certain amount of time. Bluff oyster season, I think it's around like uh in the early in the year, and they're only they. They don't. They can't uh, supply enough for the demand, mm. and then. But there's also Stewart Island oysters there, which are fucking unbelievable too. <laughs> anyway, I went to. Uh, I get on these Ryanair, EasyJet, fucking all those things. Those cheap flights. Try to go away every couple of weekends or whatever. Or whenever I got a weekend free. And yeah, you're taking advantage of the location. Like I haven't really been anywhere. No, but you're, you're, you're going to have you get, get, your, get your partner on it, and it's so good, man. You just get to do it. To, you know, go now and go. I'm going to buy a nine pound ninety nine flight in fucking three months' time for a weekend, and you just buy fucking two two ten pound flights for the weekend and just do it. Like it's fucking, you go. Or, anyway, went to La Rochelle in uh, on the west coast of France, and it is their <laughs> holiday destination. It's their the French holiday destination. It's where, where the they French people go. On go. Holidays, okay, yeah. and it's known for their seafood. Known for their seafood. Oysters, or and just more generally. Everything in general, but also oysters. And I was like, and they're going on about how it's known for their seafood. And people, and I was like, I wonder if they've got good oysters. So I, I type in best oysters in the world. Number one, New Zealand. Number two, La Rochelle. 
Okay. Number three, Scotland. Number four, Australia. Wait, Number Scotland five, has oysters? Yeah, so Scotland have a, a really rich, uh, rich uh, sort of seafood, seafood. Uh, oh man, cuisine. That's why. That's so. So these are some more similarities between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, number four, Australia, and maybe Ireland were in there as well, and maybe somewhere. Yeah, you're making a strong case. I did not realize oysters I mean, had this. this thing. It's you just type in best oysters in the world, and, and, and they it pop comes, up. It comes up. It doesn't even. You don't even have to click on a link. Google's already put it in a little thing. That's how. <laughs> that's how much it must be fucking. That's how much <gasps> you. That's how much you've googled it. What Ray just inhaled like. The most surprising thing ever has happened. What's gone on, mate, during this during this oh, well, oyster I just Google found search? Link. What have you got? But like, here we go. So New Zealand's number one on this one. Number two, you got. Oh, this is one of those stupid ones where you have to fucking press each page to go to the next one. Fuck off! I'm not going past number one. That is straight up trickery. I did not appreciate. Oh, I thought that was dead. Like that kind of marketing. No, nah, dude, they, they, they get me in as well because it's just like you'll never imagine what this friend's person's doing now, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I do want to see what Matthew Perry's doing now." Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I hate how well marketing websites can trick you. Like it really concerns me. Because I'm, I'm easily tricked, you know? Like you're, you're, you're still clicking on the I'm fucking, still clicking. I'm, I'm winning a million dollars on the 12th person. No, not site. quite. Not, yeah. not, on the, not on the scam thing, but just like the marketing. It's just like, yeah, look, you got me. Yeah. I, I agree. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fool like that, I think. Well, sometimes I will reward marketing. Like I'll just reward it. I'll go like, I like, like the World Cup so much. I was like, I'm going to drink Heineken just because. <laughs> You know? Just because the World Cup was so good. You're like, I'll drink your beer. Fine. Well, yeah, you're doing a good job. You're, you're sponsoring the people I like. Oh, and Heineken is brutal as well. Oh, it's not a nice drop. I'm not a beer man. Like, I mean, I, am, I drink beer, but I don't, I don't know well enough. I don't know. I, I worked in a wine place for two years, so I know, I mean, a year and a bit. And I, I know. Um, you're on top we, of your wine. We did wine tasting every day. Every so, day? Yeah, every day, a different, a different place. And, and, and like eight different wines. So lunchtime every day. And then. So over that time, like when you first drink coffee, you're kind of you know just having coffee as like a renewable energy source. And then when you've got you've got fucking when you've got your cafe around the corner, your good cafe around the corner, you might have a couple or whatever, and you go to the same one and you get the same thing. Uh, then you go to a different cafe, you can taste the difference, you know. Then you go to another cafe and you can taste the difference. Then you have a real good coffee and you're like, oh, a strong coffee. You Wait a second, this is what yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah. So the life changing coffee. Well, most of the before I went to this wine place, I just I, I just knew of red and white wine, and you just went through life getting red or white wine, whatever, you know. And maybe you'd go for dinner with a wine person, and then tell me what wine went well with the food, and get that. Do you, do you think um, that's like an Australian thing, like a working knowledge of wine? I've heard people say that, like you're Australian, wine. you must know wine. Well, Australians are pretty big with wine, yeah. Well, we we produce a lot, like especially compared to here, but I wouldn't say that to London, yes, to England, but to England, yeah, Europe, not Europe, not Europe, obviously. But, but they, Australia they... still produces the most, I think. It's some, it's something crazy. My dad's into wine, that's why. Yeah, right. But, but Australian wine's nowhere near as good as this this wine, and it's because of the age of the vines. You can't really, you, uh, you can't fake that. You can't fake it, and then our. But the price point in London for wine is quite high. I think compared to Australia, for and then what, compared what to Europe, wine, no, like no. red. I think you're paying overs here, like no, for the not quality, for, not for like Rioja and like not for Spanish and Spanish and Italian. You've got to buy local. That's what you've got to do. So you never buy European wines in Australia because they're going to like exactly they're insane because you've got to get them out there. The shitty Australian wines that are here in the shops are so expensive and they 
shit. Yeah, of course. It's like our bottom wines are like, no, check out this wine all the way from Australia. It's like, yeah, all the way from the fucking bottom shelf of Australia, dude. Yeah. It's trickery. But I have, uh, yeah, so I've, I've developed a palate for wine, but not, not beer. And over the last five years or so, maybe the beer explosion sort of with craft beer and all that sort of made it much more popular and there's but i've got mates that have always been into it like i remember like seven eight years or even like even up to 10 years ago like be with mates certain types of mates and order a beer at a fucking bar and they'd tell me i wasn't allowed to get it because some fucking manufacturer you can't have that beer no they make this and that and i'll be like oh, fucking just get the beer <laughs> just give me the beer no, that, um, that I don't like craft beer. I gotta say, I don't know. Do you get into it? I'm just, I don't even know what the fuck it is, to be honest with you. Like, there's so many. They're like, these are the craft beers, these are the regular beers, and they're there. And I'm just like, whatever. Just, just give, give me, me a beer. A give me a cold, Heineken. A cold beer for the World Cup. Oh fuck it, yeah. Heineken's good. Like, I got to understand. Like, I didn't, so that's 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 getting into the wank because it it does not taste any different to fucking it, a regular. beer. I'm sorry, it absolutely does. I can I can taste that. I mean. I don't really, I don't really know the thing where it's like lagers and ales and stuff and all that shit. That's, I just that I know. That's simple. Like, I just like, know that I like ale. Ale's the English one. Oh, yucky, no, yucky, not, yucky, not, yucky, not, yucky, not yucky, like yucky, not like yucky, the yucky. English ale that they pump and all that shit. That's what the warm like, beer is. That's yeah. what warm beer is. Not that English one. Ale. Like the IPA. Like I want, I want, yeah, a, yeah, I want yeah, a pale yeah. ale. Yeah, I want yeah. some like that. Well, that's crafty, isn't it? That's hipster fucking bullshit. I don't think. I don't think that's that you can get like because Cooper's is pale ale. Yeah. But then, like, also, like, Brewdog, Punk IPA, like, you know, that comes in the tiny can and it's got cool branding. And you're like, well, this has to be a craft beer. I think yeah. it's mainly the can. Like, yeah. you can tell a craft beer by the can. Like, if the if, if it looks like a wall of in shortage, like one of those graffiti oh, yeah, walls, yeah, it's yeah, a craft yeah, beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, like, a regular old beer is just, like, a color and then the word. Well, that's hipster culture in general, really, because, like, before the can, the colorful can got popular... It would have been a retro thing, like let's drink beer out of a can again, and it would have been fucking cool. And you just like everyone, yeah, tinnies. That to, was the whole yeah. tinny thing. And then they've popularized that, but that's what hipster culture is. It's like a, a cafe that opened and goes, "We don't have any money, but we love it coffee. We love coffee. So just sit on these milk crates, and we'll serve you the best coffee you've ever had in your life. Because we can't afford furniture, and we can't afford fucking a good place, but we're gonna make. I'll do it up as well as I can, well as I can. I'll, I'll make the best coffee for you." That was how it started, and that's great. And then now, there's places trying to be that. You know, they'll rent out a place, they'll make the furniture shit, they'll stick a bike to the wall, they'll fucking give you average coffee, and you've got to pay $8. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you but can't have it both ways. Like before. They're, because they're trying to seem like they only care about the coffee. Because it's just like, well, that's no, the they're trick. Just buying into, they're buying into the fucking current current fucking module of what it is but I, I think i think i don't know if the hipster thing is going to end anytime soon bro like it already is that's on the day de- it's already past its downfield what you think you you walking around london you're walking around sydney thinking hipsters are going down you see how oh, many yeah, barbershops I think, I think, I think, just I think keep opening well i think you you're confusing two two things really the hipster culture's gone it's in where well, like the you authentic. Were you were a hipster right. and stuff like that. Things will always be trendy and cool and modern and stuff like that and, and evolving like that. But certainly, uh, certainly, it's it's not exciting to get your fucking drink in a jar now. You know, like it's no, not, not at all. Yeah. But like, I just think it's still beards are off, like that stuff like that. So that, that still... hipster culture, that actual hipster thing itself, is gone. Yeah, but the, the I mean, brand, been, the... it, it probably hit its peak about fucking. 
five years ago in Australia, three, four years ago in Australia. So, but like the branding's still there, and the cafe thing, and the like, serve your food on a wooden board, and like all that only shit. Only just, only just there. Much like fine dining with big plates and small dishes, how that went. Yeah, it's pretty much gone. It's, it's gone. On, it's on. It's on its way out. You, you got a prediction for what's coming next? Do you think London will predict Australia? I think it probably will. I think we'll go back. Oh, in and- some things, in coffee, it certainly doesn't. So you go to a hipster coffee place here, and even using the word hipster is outdated. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a, a trendy coffee place here and it feels like a coffee place from Australia from about three years ago. Yeah, definitely. So it t- depends on what it's at. But then you go to like bars and shit and cocktails and like, I remember when I first came over here and I was like fucking, all everyone was doing was drinking Aperol spritzes. And I was like, they're <laughs> fucking everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, where is Aperol from? And there's this Italian cocktail. And I was like, yeah. And by the, I flew back to Australia and I'd heard, seen it in Australia once or twice, but but then it was everywhere in Australia too, like bus board, bill, uh, bus billboards and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all the drinks go through trends. Like the espresso martini as well is like kind of had a little comeback and now it's yeah. kind of dying again. Thank God. They say the, I'm um, happy to let it go. Oh, no, espresso martini is delicious. Cocktails <laughs> is something that's very much appreciated over here and I do like a good cocktail. I mm. fucking love a good cocktail. You dislike cocktails altogether. No, I don't dislike cocktails altogether. I just like... If you're going to drink alcohol, you're going to go there. You may as well make fucking make them work for your money. That's what I say. Like You may as well fucking get something. I just I just can't stand the weight. I'm like, my, weight? my, my impatience. Oh, yeah. I think my impatience and just disinterest means I'm drinking beer 90% of the time. Man, I don't I'm, want to look at a list. I just want to point at a thing and be like that. I've gone to cocktail bars and like here, some, some of the fucking some really swanky ones and I, I think I told you about what, one I went to and they just ordered uh, they just took my order by mood not even like not even <laughs> like what you know, they did it like what a, mood are you in they did it like a personality and test on me and they got me the best drink he was like yeah so how you feel today what do you and then I was like yeah right and what was it good Fucking delicious. Just like that chicken nimbin. Oh, no, no, that was a conversation we said off the podcast, but yeah. Ray, apparently, Ray's tastes are very predictable. That's what we figured no, out I'm today. not predictable. I think... I mean, but surely the I guy just I'm gives a- you the personality test that just makes you the same cocktail they make everybody. No, it's like fucking... You're buying into it. You're buying no, into like the like personality the quiz. It's the Facebook quiz. What, what Simpsons character exactly, are you? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing. What cocktail are you? <laughs> Bart Simpson. I get my cocktail... I've learned a new drink. I've had an experience and I've tasted new flavors. I get a beer. It's just fucking medicine, really. To just medicine. To fucking numb the pain. I don't know. Oh, look. I think, I think that's where we're going to leave it. No, I don't. No, no, no beer's no, medicine to numb the what's pain. Your, what's your favorite cocktail? I'll leave it on Probably like an old public. fashioned. Oh, yeah, that's nice, but. I'm talking like fucking one that's going to make you stand out. Well, there's, Big there's, flowers in it and shit. You this know, is the like, thing. I just don't... It doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Just well, not about your holidays? Fucking... Uh, when I was on holidays in Thailand, I'd only drink a strawberry daiquiri. That there was the, you that was, that was the only drink I'd ever saying get. Saying it doesn't do it for me. That's kind of like saying you don't get into a genre of music or saying, you know, like I, t- I can't do that. Like, I just you know, don't get into it. Yeah. yeah but there you, are you, genres, have to, you have to. You have All to. Right, if you're, due to the hypothetical question. I'm not making you drink... Every cocktail in front of me, you know. Yeah. I mean? Which one are you getting into? Tell me. No, yeah. I, I did that in Thailand because I thought it was funny. It Just is every, fucking every funny. Drink, I, every drink, every And back yourself on that answer, you know. Just <laughs> tell people, wear the fucking strawberry daiquiri shirt loud and pr- proud. What, what um, about you? What's, you you want to be asked? Come on. I don't want to be asked, actually. I wanted you to fucking get involved in the whole cocktail situation. But, um, but this is the I mean, old-fashioned would be my go-to. Negroni is very good, too. But... Um, I mean, I st- I'll preface this by saying I, I came into the whole cocktail game not liking cocktails. 
disliking cocktails a lot. And you've been swayed. You've been well, swayed on the cocktail. Now all I want is fucking something that's served out of a shoe and set on fire. <laughs> you know? So that was my chat with Ray Badron from Wollongong, now London resident thinking about sticking on for a little bit longer in the uk don't know how long doesn't want to stay forever pretty common theme of people who do live in the uk now they're like look i'm just i got his exit strategy as he said most people who go to london do not plan to be there forever they want to make their bit and get out to somewhere more chill and ray is no exception because that man as you probably figured out because he knows a lot about wine a lot about oysters and a lot about hanging out. He is a pleasure chaser. And London is not the kind of city where you want to hang out if you're chasing that pleasure around the place. But I thought it was a good chat, man. I thought, you know, the thing with Ray is like there is no one better to sweat the small stuff with, right? That guy's like every episode of Seinfeld, he breaks it down. How many people go to another country and notice the font? You know, that's like the level of analysis he's bringing. He's like, yeah, how, how can you say the different things? Look, they got the same font for this and that. They got the same setup. But yeah, that was, my, that was my chat with Ray. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to have a few more Australians uh, on the podcast just while I'm in Australia. Yeah, that's right. I'm back. Uh, back in Sydney. Um, still adjusting. But I've already driven 10 hours since I've been back. Uh, to to Newcastle and back and then three to Canberra and back and then I got another 10 on Thursday when I'm driving up to Brisbane to do a few shows at the Sit Down Comedy Club. So if you know anyone in Brisbane or if you're from Brisbane, turn up, say hello. Uh, otherwise, please do get in touch with me if there's anything you'd like me to discuss. Uh, anything, any first impressions, I'm back in Australia. Get involved and of course I got my show at the Giant Dwarf in Sydney on November 8th. So if you want to get involved in that or tell a friend to come along or buy a ticket, that's all on my website, www.danielmuggleton.com. Uh, just a quick little quick little goodbye on this one because I'm tired, man. I'm still jet lagged. 22 hours, it hits you somewhere. But don't worry, I'll be back next Monday with another Australian talking about the Union Jack Off. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll chat to you soon.